Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Sans Pants Radio. Eat my dust, slime ball! Hey everybody and welcome to this week's episode of Thumb Cramps, a video game podcast for those whose thumbs are cramping. I'm Joel. I'm Joel. I'm Cass. And today we're going to be looking at Baldo, the Guardian Owls, and other games. And before we get into that... Obviously, uh, long-time listeners of the show may notice there is a slight difference in the lineup today. Mm. So often it is Joel, Jackson, Joel. Mm. Today we have Joel, Joel, Cass. So mm. uh, welcome welcome back into the fold, Cass. Very Thank special guest. Guest? Geft. What's well, uh, geft? It's good what to be a special guest. <laughs> it's good to be a very special guest. It's good to be the the goose in this duck duck of situations yes 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 uh, another interesting thing Cass, and something that we haven't really revealed on the show before is that uh you're probably the most frequently requested guest really mm. yes oh we- dear why um- <laughs> i am flattered i would happily live here i would make my home in this very podcast i'll yeah. sacrifice my cramping thumbs mm. <laughs> um yeah often emails that we get in uh, will address if they address us by name, they'll be like and cast all Levens if they're there. So you and Aww. Levens are on a tier above everyone else. That's uh, good. So it's anyone good that's to listening to this it. podcast, yeah, <laughs> anyone that's listening to this podcast that has been on this podcast that is not Andrew Levens, mm-hmm. obviously, Cass, you're listening because yep. you're here right now. Uh, our audience does not respect yeah. you or yeah. care about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially um, Hayden, I guess. Yeah, yeah, big time. No respect there. From uh, listeners and hosts, uh, to be honest. Oh, and on his birthday, too. It's really... Yeah. Come on, guys. <laughs> no, no. He's 19 today. Well, happy yeah, birthday. Happy birthday, mm. yeah, happy happy birthday, birthday to the most loathed man in podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, speaking yes. of loathed, yes. Zaman, yes. you've played a game. I have. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if this is going to be in a review as opposed to first impressions. Mm. Uh, or first disappointments. Yes. So yes, I, I, I fired up Baldo. I don't know if any of you guys have uh, know anything about this particular game. Like it actually was on my radar maybe like uh, last year sometime. Of yep. like, hey, kind of cute little things that are upcoming on the Nintendo Switch are going to be nice. And th- this was mm. one of them. And it was a uh, kind of like a Zelda inspired, but like through the lens of Studio Ghibli. And I'm like, oh, two things I like. Two things I do enjoy. So I was like, I'm actually looking forward to this game. 
And so when um, it was about to be released, I also noticed that it was going to be um, be released on the Apple Arcade. And I was like, that's fantastic because we've recently uh, purchased a Apple TV uh, mm-hmm. to watch Ted Lasso and to also do the uh, Apple fitness things, which is fun. Um, Congratulations and I was like, to you and your wife in you, your acquisition you, of a new Apple TV item. Thank you. It's, uh, and uh, I hope that. that Ted Lasso and exercising is treating you well. Oh, both have been a joy, may I just say. Um, so yeah, so I, I fired it up and I was like, well, you know what you can also do on Apple TV is chuck on some of those Apple Arcade games. So I was like, well, bugger me. Guess what I have? Apple Arcade. So I, uh, happily installed Baldo, uh, day one. Very excited. I, uh, had to, uh, hook up my Xbox controller, which was fun because I was like, how do I charge this control that I haven't charged in months? Um, so eventually I had to find a, a, a power bank I could plug that into. Um, and it's, it's bad. It's pretty bad. It's a bad game. Uh, I'm disappointed, really disappointed. I wish it wasn't bad. It is oh. just, uh, it, it, it plays cheap. It's just, it plays cheap and unpolished. Um, I'm, I played it maybe 10 minutes before my, the controller disconnected and I was like, uh, can I be bothered reconnecting? No, no, it's going off. Uh, I didn't get to a sword, I guess. So like, it, again, it's quite early on, um, to kind of give you an example of what I mean by just bad or like kind of feels cheap. Uh, so it's like there's dialogue boxes and so you, you read it and you sort of scroll through and it just feels like, you know, when like games where they've given care, you'll you'll have like the sentence structure and it'll fit in that box quite nicely. Yeah. Uh, this one you'll press like it'll it'll keep going and a lot of information you don't really need and you'll press like A to can continue and then there's like two words on the next box. Yeah. Yeah. Like oh. like. Oh, it's like that in a nutshell. Like that is kind of indicative of the of the bigger problems. It's like it's just they've come so close and then. Mm, like you, you go through like a pond and you're not wet at all. You, you just kind mm-hmm. of walk through water and there's like little little ripples. Uh, the faces look wrong. Uh, mm-hmm. Like they just don't animate. They're like a static image at some point. I get. I did play it on the Apple TV and I, on, on like a a big TV screen, maybe on a handheld uh, Nintendo Switch or on an, on on a phone. It might look nicer because it's smaller and you're not caring as much. Um, but, yeah, it just it felt quite floaty. There was um, – because, again, like when you're, like, launched into a, a game and it's like, oh, here's this – this wider world, and this is apparently mm-hmm. meant to be like fifty hours of gameplay, and so Jesus, that's yeah. a lot. For no, no, yeah, no, thank you. That's <sighs> and so you kind of you, when you like launch into this thing, it's kind of based on like Studio Ghibli, like animation style, and that kind of Zelda thing. So you're like, ah, oh, some like interesting world building is going to be happening, and there's that that there's that way you do it where you introduce the player to what is happening, and they just kind of. I, they just don't do it well. I, I don't know how else to describe yeah. this. Of just, it just feels bad. Like maybe there is some cool things happening later, and maybe they just wanted to rush you there and push you there. Um, but yeah, I I didn't have a good time. It just felt kind of unfinished. And uh, look, looking at uh, just now before um, we started recording, uh, looking at some of like, hey, how come there's no reviews up of this game? 
And a lot of them being is like, oh, yeah, just uh, we're giving that because it's a very small indie studio that's done it. Like, yeah. giving them the benefit mm. of the doubt um, because, yeah. They've there's... released. I just had a quick look. Yeah. It's, the, <laughs> it's either pronounced the NAPS team or the NAPS mm. team. They're, it's a little studio <clears throat> in Italy. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so oh, if the Mia. game felt yeah, Mamma Mia, Mamma Mia, Mia, we released a bad game. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I felt not bad, but I was like, ah, oh, digging your heels. Like when you play a game, where you're like, ah, oh, swing and a miss, and mm. then you look at the development team, and it's little. But this is like their twenty fifth video game. <laughs> For real? Okay, uh, never mind. Mamma Mia, <laughs> Mamma yeah, yeah, Mia, yeah. indeed. They've oh, existed okay. since nineteen ninety three, I think. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll, I guess I, I won't be as kind then. Um. Yeah. yeah. It, it's if it's, any Sicilians are listening, don't take this personally. It's very sorry. You just made a bad game. Um. Or yeah, like an unplayable game. Yeah. So a lot of like a lot, I'm reading like a few reviews and they're like, oh look, we're giving them a bit of the doubt because against a small team and um, you know, there, there's some there's some bugs and apparently there's some game breaking bugs that you oh. just can't like go through certain areas. Uh, there, there has been a patch. Um, I think there's either been a patch that has been released or is about to be released, something along those lines. Um, maybe it'll fix the bugs, but will it make it good? I don't know. Uh, will I go back to this? I don't know either. Probably not. Probably not. Maybe I'll play it a little bit. You just seem disappointed. I was very disappointed. Very disappointed. It sounds like such a beautiful concept. I'm Mm, so sorry. Uh, it's been in development for 15 years. What? 15. Yeah, it was originally a Game Boy Advance game. Yeah, okay, I can, I can see that. Did this, <laughs> and this is going to be a reference not for you, but for the audience, did this feel a bit like maybe... Well, this came out the same day as uh, Donda by Kanye West, which was also in development for a million years <laughs> and is bad. Uh, yeah, okay. Did you get any similar vibes from that? Did you um, feel like it was potentially both overcooked and undercooked? And maybe 27 tracks was way too much music for one release. And maybe you should have hired an editor, Kanye West. Mm, mm, mm. (laughs) Yeah, I think I am definitely feeling a lot of that because it does feel very Mm. overcooked uh, in areas and very Mm. undercooked in a lot of other Mm. areas. Mm. And yeah, Kanye probably should have hired an editor for this particular game. I mean, obviously with music, you are your own editor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, But someone needs to tell Kanye, like, stop. And maybe Baldur, they should have been like fifteen years. Cut your mm, losses. Cut your yeah. It, maybe yeah. this was they're cutting their losses though. Maybe they were like, you know what, we put a lot of effort into some bits, not a lot into others. Mm. Um, what about I take these here snippies and we mm. cut our losses and we mm. just put it out there because Release then it's done. The, mm. Mm. the podcast it, method of, was that a that. good podcast? <laughs> it doesn't matter. Let's just release it. Yeah, Done yeah, podcast yes. is better than a good podcast that you didn't release. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. yeah, like, like, like for example, like I had to go to some lady who was – it's like someone was stealing a fish, maybe. I, I wasn't paying that much attention. Um, and <laughs> stealing I, and a fish I, is a huge crime. A yeah, wild yeah. crime. A wild, wild crime. And so I, I kind of like kept veering off to the side to be like, I think this is where I got to go. And then I, for some reason, I, I, I could see her. She was in the water. And I was like, I want to go there. And I couldn't just kind of go across, but I had to go up and then around this weird, poorly designed, I want to say maze, but it wasn't a maze. It was just obstacles mm-hmm. in a straight line uh, that was just kind of annoying for no reason. And it's just kind of this this thing where I'm like, are they trying to flesh out, like, the area? Are they trying to flesh out this, like, small village where you start? Um, and and Or is this kind of like, oh, they, they want you to 
get familiar with an annoying thing because that's what the rest of the game is going to be. I, I don't know why they would decide to do this because from a gameplay perspective, it was just annoying. Um, mm-hmm. And then from a narrative perspective, also annoying. Yeah. Because uh, you're like this. this yeah. Like this Nana who is like getting a fish stolen or whatever. Surely like to make this route, she has to go back through this, this weird, not very complex maze every day. It's just very tedious. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, so why would you have that? And then as a player, you're like, yeah, why would you do that? So that was <laughs> that was annoying. Um, I do like when developers yeah. put in a thing where you're like, this is not for the player. It, it <laughs> obviously hinders the experience. <laughs> it clearly looked annoying to design. Yeah. Let's do it anyway. 100%. It's it's always crushing. And I mean, it's the same with, you know, any piece of art or media where you're reading something, you're like, that, they just spelt that wrong. It just completely rips you out of it. Mm. You're playing a game, you're like, why? Yeah. What? Why am I doing this? And now I have to do it. I can't yeah. even yeah. skip it. Like, you know, shitty scene in a movie, mm. skip. Yeah. If you're not at the cinema, mm. you're just like, oh, this is, I'm bored. No, I this. forgot that people do that. And for a moment, my brain was just like, oh, no, it just did not like that at all. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I guess, I mean, yeah. you don't have to. I often don't. Mm. I think. Oh, there yeah, was but I've, one- I've recently found out, Cass, how you watch film and it feels very wrong. Um, oh, please tell both yeah. me and the audience. Yeah. Well, well, I it has come to my attention recently. Uh huh. I thought mm-hmm. that I thought I understood all films I've ever seen, right? And I uh-huh. like I remember when people would talk to me, being like, "Oh, did you get this movie?" I'm like, "Yeah," and I'd always think like, "Yeah," because you you get the vibe of it and you understand that. Yeah, this and is. Then, b- Based yeah. on what Zamet said, this is not where I expected the story to start, and I am very much strapped in. So please, I will not interrupt again. I just want you to know I'm already very debased. Well, I don't know where I stand. Mm. <laughs> well, I, you know, a movie like oh, Inception. People, mm-hmm. I've had people be like, "Oh my god, I don't think I got it when I first saw it." And I was like, "I think I did. Maybe I should watch it again because you know, mm-hmm. I don't really remember it, but I came out of it thinking that I understood it." Um, mm-hmm. And then I have been watching movies with one of my friends where as we're going through the movies, we will pause it constantly throughout it and check in Uh just to like check on the plot. And it's made Uh me realize that I don't necessarily pay attention to plot when I watch a film. And I pretty much only go on vibes during a film and I have never understood – like, not that I didn't understand. I was like, oh, people are different. But I come out of a movie being like, I don't know what happened, but I watched the movie and I got it. But it turns out I just haven't been paying attention to plot and I don't know how. <laughs> because, like, I'll be at the cinema and mm-hmm. I'll come out of it. They're like, what happened? I'm like, I don't know. It was good, though. <clears throat> so, but, yeah, having to watch movies where me and my friend have, like, intentionally, like, stopped the movie to be like, let's follow these, like, twisty-turny, plot-twisty movies. I'm like, uh-huh. oh, Jesus, you actually have to, like, pay attention. Uh, to what people are saying and just having like a constant test of like hey let's do some recall on what's happened in the last five minutes to be like oh mm-hmm. i don't mm. i don't mm. i genuinely uh am the opposite of that meme where it's like i watch movies to the plot i'm purely vibes it seems it i did yeah. get inception but i didn't i couldn't have told you the i didn't know why they were doing it like i understood <laughs> uh-huh. The concept of, like, going into the dreams and stuff, I understood that it was dream within a dream. I understood that they went deep into dreams mm, and, like, mm. came back out of it. I understood how the mechanics worked. Mm-hmm. 
if you had been like, why? I would have been like, I don't know, like put an idea. They're like, yeah, but why? Why would I know? That's not important to the vibe. (laughs) I'm watching the movie and being like, oh, there's like a reason they're in there. Um, This came to light because, what was it, Suicide Squad, Zoe's dad asked Zoe. Okay, yeah, okay. So let's just stop there for a second because what you're saying at the moment until this most recent movie revelation uh, was like, oh, yeah, Inception, that's fair enough. It is, like, all over the shop. And sometimes there's, like, aspects of that film where, like, if it's your first time seeing it or you haven't seen it in, like, a million years, there's a lot of just, like... Oh, okay. Yeah, like I don't really know what's happened for the last ten minutes, but then they'll be like, "Oh, this has happened." But the Suicide Squad, mm. which so, obviously mm. I cut you off there, and this might not be your story, but oh no, if mm. you're gonna say you weren't following that. That is, uh, no, well, no. It, it again, gets better. It gets better. Jeff. Again, uh-huh. strap in. Again, five wives of f- five wives. Yeah, five, five wives. <laughs> five guys. Burger. <gasps> yeah, peanut oil on chips. <laughs> I do. Like movies, I understand what's happening in them conceptually, Uh Mm -hmm. but like plot, no. So again, with Inception, I understood the dream thing. I understood Mm -hmm. where they Mm -hmm. were in relation to each dream. Why they were there, not my business. Mm -hmm. Not relevant to the vibe, don't care. Um, Mm -hmm. Suicide Squad, so Zoe, friend of the show, uh, her Mm -hmm. dad, they watched Suicide Squad together and he was like, I just don't understand why those superheroes were doing that. And she's like, well, they were in prison like and she explained that prison plot part of it and she was mm-hmm. it, which I, I can't recall that bombs in their head or something so Zoe yeah, was saying yeah. this to me being like how could you watch Suicide Squad and not realize and I was like oh that makes sense and she was like what I'm like well I didn't know why they were doing it I know that guy had like a a head covered in shit or whatever but um I and like the costumes do not know who you're insane. talking about when you say a head covered in shit <laughs> wasn't that a guy who had too much Shit on his head. <laughs> like there was a costuming Get all this issue. I don't even want to be around anymore. I got too much. That I was got him. Too much shit on me. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Killer Croc or whatever. Yeah, Killer um, Croc. He had a, a lot of makeup issues and the. Um, Yes. What? So, so, oh, so, so that wasn't even a plot of no. Okay. No. So, so that, that, that real isn't... life yeah. thing. Okay. So, so sorry. Sorry to, sorry to interject. So what? What? So. Basically, um, so Zoe and her dad were watching it, and her dad at some point was like, I've had enough. This isn't for me. I'm getting up. Uh-huh. The next day, he was still ruminating on it, being like, sorry, ruminating on it, being like, uh, Zoe, I just don't understand why all those superheroes would do such a thing. And he was, and then Zoe was like, well, they're not. They're super villains. And he was like, I yeah. don't understand. And she was like, well, they're super villains, you know, that they're doing this because the government put bombs <clears throat> in their heads. And he was like, yeah. oh, that would explain the prison scenes at the start. Yes. And, then, and then Cass was like. That would explain the prison scenes at the start. I am still okay, look, Zamet. I was listening, and I understood that from Cass's story the first time. Yeah, yeah but yeah, I am still. I, I don't know. I don't know if anyone else right, is getting this. But when <clears throat> you've seen a movie, yeah. and then someone describes a character as you know the guy that's got too much shit on his head, <laughs> but yeah. he did. You he did. Get- <laughs> that was like an issue in production and everything. He yeah. had too so much you, shit on his head. I don't want to be there. <laughs> you've combined. <laughs> A production thing with the movie. So you're not paying yeah, attention to vibes. the plot, but you're paying attention to how the movie was made. And there was mm. a guy that his Look, defining feature wasn't that he was a shark to you, but was in fact a man that had too much shit on his head. I thought he was made of rocks. Yeah, Crocodile Man. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. We were Croc- both right. What? Is she- Who? 
Are we not even talking about the right movie? Yeah, if you make a if you make a shark okay, out no, of rocks, look. that's a croc. Um, well, okay. Oh uh, yeah, croc. I'm talking about the old yeah. one. I haven't seen the new one. Uh, no, the yeah, movie. Okay, so when I'm... you're saying you understand how I do it with things like Inception, <laughs> the movie that made me realize this was mm. Batman. <laughs> Which one? Which one? Uh... What? <laughs> what happened in it? <laughs> what villain was in it? What? Who was the bad guy? Uh, I think it's the one where they're at the docks heaps. You know, they're at the docks and there's drugs in the ship. They're at the docks? Yeah. That and sounds like Batman Begins. Is gangsters? it the one where Batman becomes Batman? Is is Sicilian Murphy in it? Yes. He's in all three. Oh, fuck. Damn. Hang on. I don't. I, oh, it's the, I think that I think it. I think the Joker's in it. Heath Ledger. Yes. Yep. Batman Rises Up. <laughs> okay. The Dark Knight Rises, different oh. movie, but this could be The Dark Knight, which I think the one where with the Joker, the one that's got Two-Face. Yes, right at the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The yeah. Dark Knight. I, I watched that movie again and was like, man, this is like the only superhero movie that I've ever watched that as I got to the end, I was like, I want to know more. I really like what they've done with the characters. Like, I, in my mind, I'm like... I loved the plot of this. I want to see where it goes. But I, I don't know what happened. I know he blew up a hospital. Um, yeah. Just to be clear, the Joker did that, not Batman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I knew that much because the scene where he was walking away in the mm. nurse's mm. uniform was really good. And I think they had to do that in like one take or something. Yeah, Why do you know the production <laughs> stuff, but you don't know what's <laughs> happening in the movie? That Well, it turns doesn't... out. It's entirely vibes, and that I guess falls under vibes because I didn't know any of this was incorrect. And watching a movie where you have to follow along, and people are like, "Hey, why are they at the docks?" and I'm like, "Oh, fuck, why are they at the docks?" And then they're right, in that. Cass, like, I'm weird... also just going to remind you that this is thumb cramps, and uh, to mind your dirty mouth. Yeah, like, look, like, look, there's there's, there's uh, that filthy dog mouth that tends to go uh, hand in hand the with family, these siblings, clearly. you know. Um... Mm. It's almost like that. This is revealed that maybe someone's older sister taught him everything he knows. I think so. I think so. I think so. The first one, I let slide, but um, (laughs) as a very professional editor, and more importantly, a pro gamer looking out for my younger pro gamers out there, Mm. and more importantly, the advertisers, who are maybe the proest gamers of all. I'm so sorry to our pro gamers, um, the advertising agency. I didn't mean it. I just got confused about plot and vibes again. That's fair. It'll happen Um, to the best of us, apparently. Well, I think I enjoy movies in a really... Wonderful way, unique, yeah, I unobstructed. Would say. By plot. You should really start getting into uh, any movie that's ever described as all style, no substance, because mm-hmm. you will love mm-hmm. those. Mm-hmm. Hey, do you want to? Do you want to know the best movies? Oh, I do. I do. Um, I think my favorite movies are uh-huh. Jennifer's Body. Yep. <laughs> uh, Zoolander, Hot Rod. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've watched that movie a lot and I actually do know that plot now just through mm-hmm. rote learning um, <laughs> remember that guy who pisses on the AM radio with the second stream it's, <laughs> yep <laughs> yep <laughs> anyway Zabin how many thumbs of ball oh though? right yeah uh, currently it's sitting at uh, a hot Maybe a knuckle again. It's just, it's mm. just, it's just not good. And I wish it was. And I don't know. Maybe like hearing that it's been in development for fifteen years, mm. hearing that it's your twenty fifth game, uh, and then also charging anywhere between thirty to forty bucks for this. What? Which, 
uh, arguably yeah. it's it's broken. Like you can't play the game. Like even if you yeah. got past the 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 parts that I couldn't be bothered getting past, you you can't progress. And and it just feels like they could have just spent some of the. What were they doing in those fifteen years? Like if this was I, I don't know, like a couple of years, you're like oh, fair enough. There's like mm. Christmases and birthdays that get away from you, maybe. But fifteen <laughs> years, like. That's 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 a surly teen. That that's what that is. Like, yeah. how do you how do you stuff that up? That's fifteen years, right? So, that's oh, a lot of time. What? That is a lot of time. They might have had a lot of people swap in and out, right? I just. Oh, I, a- I wish I wish I could be on your side, but mm. um, I don't think the team is that big. Meaning that they probably didn't swap anyone in and out. Yeah, probably. Like, uh, yeah, like fifteen years seems like a, a lot to to kind of just put on a, a, a end re- end result being bad. Has there ever been a game that there there has been like say fifteen years of development and then it's been good? Like uh, uh, I've heard the the, well, the Duke Nukem um, that that was like a long time in development and uh, dog shit from memory. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, well, Metroid Dread comes out in October and that's ah. been in development for fifteen years. Oh, well, we'll we'll, I'll, we'll compare. We'll compare. You know, um, things but- with technology. Gaming technology advances mm. so quickly mm. and in such short bursts that I think it would be really difficult to develop everything over a really long period of time because you would start off developing things mm. for a that, Game Boy Advance, say. Yeah, that mm. match the technology mm. that you have. And then you'd have to take what you have and then spend time adapting it to all of the new technology. You're probably going to have to redo heaps of stuff. Yeah. And then by the time you finish doing that, the next bit of technology has come along. That would be yeah. insanely difficult to keep doing. Yeah. And I think it would reach a point where, you know, for every five years or whatever it takes to develop a game, you have to add two or something. You know, like there's no mm. way to mm. – that would be a mm. very yeah. difficult task. So I think what happened yeah. with Duke Nukem Forever, mm-hmm. um, and I can't speak for Baldo because it hasn't been out long enough for any of these mm. stories to be released, but I think Duke Nukem Forever was like – shelved they had some ideas for it for a bit they started working on it they kept those ideas then they kind of just built the game again but pretty okay. quickly okay. so that's why it feels bad okay. where i think well, metroid mm, mm. they realized that it was too much of a big deal for mm. too much of a big idea for the console they were developing it for they shelved it then okay. they've come back to it and turned it so it'll probably be fine mm. baldo yeah. who knows yeah I'm, ho- I'm hoping that was it they were just like we want this for um the game boy advance oh it's too big Maybe we'll yeah. shelve this uh, until mm. something happens. They oh, shelved right. it good, mm. and then they were like, "Oh, let's uh, blow off the dust, chuck it mm. on." Ah, oh, mm. bugger, we forgot to update it. Dang. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's no, exciting. Maybe, maybe just actually, like, you know what? Zero, 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 yeah. zero, zero, zero. Well, zero that's fair enough. It's just, um, it's just, it's not. It's the, at this point, I just don't feel like it's a game. Yeah. Well, I that's think the harsh. two big things to take away from this review is one: don't buy this game yet. Yeah. No. Two, shelving is important. And mm-hmm. three, vibes in movies are more important than plot. Um, 100%. And yeah, 100%. I think that's These correct. Are all, this yeah. has been a valuable podcast for all of us. So, Cass, what have you been playing? I've been playing Online Settlers of Catan on Steam. Hell yeah. Um, Hell yeah. It is very <laughs> lockdown vibes. Uh-huh. And I've been enjoying it. I think uh, there are some... So, when you go to play... Settlers of Catan on Steam. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. it's like Catan Universe or something. I think it's like officially branded and stuff. It is free and you're like sick, but you can only play with three people if you want it free. And mm-hmm. so then you have to buy the paid version and like set up an account. And it's got that annoying microtransactions thing where 
you have to buy in-game gold to then use the gold to buy the it's just it's very annoying you know that why they annoying. do it it's it's just stupid though where you're like okay i want to pay 10 australian real life monies to please be able to play this game with friends mm-hmm. and it'll be like aha answer my riddles three gold must be purchased <laughs> from the screen you advise and i'm like oh my oh jesus fuck this is god well, damn i just it, i want to play the game <laughs> Filthy dog mouth. Hang that on, that family on, of on. yours. No, 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 no. We are past going back and retaking no. sentences. Thumb mm. cramps has evolved. We bleep them now. Mm-hmm. No, that's So that shame. your shame. Yes. Mm. So the audience mm. knows both the hassle that I live with having to bleep the swears and the awfulness that the guest <laughs> feels. <laughs> oh, no. Well, I think that it really is a testament to how annoying it is to do microtransaction again. So it does. It loses like a knock for that. Uh the the game itself plays pretty well. Um, mm-hmm. It is a tabletop simulator, so you have to. I think there are there are ways that you can work around it. So you can just click on the board where you want things to go, and it places them automatically. I am a traditionalist, so I like to pick up my little pieces and drop them. Sometimes I miss, and they fly around the board. Um, this <laughs> is o- but that's only visible on your screen. So if you're playing online with a number of people and you drop the thing on the board and you miss and it flies, uh, you only see that. So I like that because it's a bit of fun for me at my own Mm -hmm. mistake. It gets to really even that out and no one else gets to know my shame, unlike on this podcast. Yes, correct. (laughs) Uh Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's really, really good. You can play against, they've got a number of AIs that, or just like the computer ones, and you can choose the difficulty level, which I think is good, and it feels very, very good to pick someone who's like at a master level and you beat them. Um, but, yeah, it's I think it's $10 for every game expansion. So you can play – I played like a uh, like a cheap or free version <laughs> of the Seafarers one, but mm-hmm. I can't play that with any other person unless I pay for it. So it's like, oh, okay, it's incremental – pays like would it have been better if it was like 30 bucks you get access to everything maybe but this was a good way to try it out but yeah for if you want to play every single version it will end up costing some pretty pennies and you and then you yeah. have to do the thing where you pay for money and then you go through and yeah it's it's also got a leveling system in it so you play and you get experience which i don't understand and i think it's a, it's a board game so it's not why i play board games i think they have mm. online tournaments i'm I'm not bothering with that. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bother with that. Um, also, because I thought it was free, because that's how it was advertised. I made my <laughs> screen name quite silly, and then realized I had to buy a paid version, and now I'm locked into Katandra sixty nine. Well, as far as silly names go, <laughs> that one's very good. Mm, I'm a fan. <laughs> didn't realize. Great name. Didn't realize that until I f- had finished making the account, and it was pointed out Whoa. to me that I was stuck with it. Um. I would say Katandra 69 is less embarrassing than if you had have gone with Katandra 420. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, right. You reckon? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like bringing a bit of horn into the conversation is significantly better than a weed joke. Personally, I think that uh, 69, far more respectable than 420. Oh, thank you. I might. I I am nothing but classy. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I don't even let plots into my head. (laughs) (laughs) 
I've never played Settlers of Catan, and it seems like one of those board games where I look at it and I'm like, this seems complicated. So uh, huh. congratulations for you for figuring out how to play it and being good enough to beat master level computers. Um, um, yeah. It is It is quite fun. Uh, the oh, I, Do you know what? I wouldn't recommend what? it if you've never played Catan before because the they have an almanac that you can search and it is mm-hmm. not easy to navigate. So when I went into the Seafarers one, I'm like, sick, has a rule book attached to it. I'll just, I've played Seafarers before. It'll mm-hmm. be easy enough for me to just check up on rules. And it was difficult. The, the almanac wasn't easily, easily searched. Oh, there's a big issue with the zoom sensitivity uh, because you, you, you're you <laughs> playing on a board and you can, you know, manipulate the board by tilting it a bit or zooming in and out. Yep. But the zoom sensitivity mm-hmm. is insane. Um, I just play on a laptop. So, uh, it's very rare that I'm going to be zooming in or out anyway. So once I've got it to the level I like it, I just don't touch it. <laughs> um, and that that's my workaround. I don't zoom in or out ever. Just make is, sure. Is that, a, is that a problem for other uh, users of this or can that be fixed in the settings? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> uh, that is not something I could tell you because I have developed my own workaround, which involves doing nothing. So that mm, yeah. is a lot better. I would well, that say, works. Oh, yeah. it does. Um, also, and I don't know if this is a house rule, but in Catan, if you play in person, you can sort of make deals with anyone at any time because you're all sitting around a table. You could be like, oh, hey, mm. I want to swap three rock for this. I'll do this. Mm. Or, you you know, I've got a port so I can trade two sheep for anything. So if you give me two sheep, I'll swap it back and then, you know, do more complicated or on-the-fly trades because it's a computer game and it's all – Online, I think there's a live chat feature, but all of the all of the trades are things you propose to the entire group, and then the entire group oh. has to say yes or no to it. Um, and they can do counter offers, but because it doesn't have the freedom of anyone can do any trade at any time, and you can't give someone two sheep for them to trade it into a rock to trade it back to you, that can be really annoying. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm for that reason, because it's just a lot less freedom. So if you were going to play Settlers of Catan online, I would recommend it. It works as a tabletop simulator. <laughs> well, uh, this is the first video game of today that has worked. So that's actually a surprisingly big <laughs> yeah. tick. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's a great feature of a video game to be functional. Mm. Um, oh, me too. Me too. Yeah. I would just learn to, I would learn how to play from YouTube though. And, yep. and just seeing someone play it they do have tutorials that you can play through but i mm-hmm. i mean give them a crack you might it might just mm. work for you pick different people learn in different ways but i would go in a youtube tutorial first and because it's free to play the base game with up to two other people give it a crack because if, yep. if you like it and it's good i played it, it's like this is good i like it i'm happy to splash out the what 10 bucks it was to play it with more people so yeah i think i'd rate this oh do you know what i'd probably only rate it three thumbs because i like the game as it is and this is specifically a review of the online tabletop simulator um Mm. if you already know how to play the game you're gonna have a great time if you are very new to it it might be a bit of a struggle but if you just yeah learn from youtube if you do a zoom call or just call someone while you're playing online with them if you know them just get them to help you through it great Mm. so uh you'd say Big thumbs up, big recommend for all of those Catan chads out there. But if you're a Catan virgin, maybe steer clear. Absolutely. Mm. Uh, not, mm. not steer clear, just... Um, Proceed with caution. Don't feel disheartened if mm. it's it's more set... All the rules are set up as a reference. 
Okay. So maybe find sense. your own Catan Chad to help you um, yeah, with your... Yeah, right under the wing of a Catan Chad. Yeah. Um, the almanac that yeah. they have is really just for reference. It's, uh, it's, it's a wonderful video. It's a wonderful tabletop simulator of a game that you know how to play already. <laughs> mm. How does it compare to the actual game, the board game itself? Um as I said, board game a lot better because you can do a lot more with the trades and you can sort of have more variation. I think the the big one is if someone, like if you have a sheep port, so you can trade two sheep for anything and someone's like, I've got mm. two sheep. If I give you two sheep or like, you know, three, two sheep and a something, will you give me the rock I need? Yeah. You can't do that in the game. Um, you'd have to do two separate trades because it's always a one-to-one. Um, mm, so I follow. You, I follow. It, it okay. does. It does put some constraints on it because the trading does have to happen on your turn. You can only initiate a trade on your turn. Um, mm. And there is a chat feature. And as I said, if you call someone, you can mm. be like, "Hey, I really want this. Can anyone trade?" And they're like, "Oh, my turn's mm. coming up." Yes. Is is these sort of rules in place? Is this kind of like, oh, those were the rules as they were intended of the game, and we've just been doing house rules? Um, That's what I've started and, to think since playing yeah. it. Like, have I been playing house rules this whole time? Mm, um, I think so. Yes. Yeah, may- maybe I have been. But really good game. If you like Catan, jump on it. It's free. Definitely do it. Just like have a go with it. Get your get one to two friends on to play with you, and then if you like it enough, you can jump on. And yeah, if you've never played Catan, this is a simulator for the tabletop game, so you will learn how to do it. But yeah, just. Grab a tutorial, get someone to help you, because the almanac is written as a reference, not instructions. <laughs> uh, one quick question. Do, do you have any, um, say, name suggestions for, say, myself or, or JD, if we were to sign up uh, and make a free account and then purchase okay. one, that was, or a name we were stuck with? Okay. Mm. Um, Zamet, I would go yeah. uh, Zan Ban Thank You Katan. Thirteen, um, and Joel. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, you would be. I so just uh, to clarify, uh, you've gone with Zamet and Joel, which uh, mm. would have been very, very, very <laughs> uh, confusing for our audience. Mm. Okay, Dusha. Um, <laughs> uh, I would. Yours would be do share your resources. Oh, uh, very that's good. nice. Very with nice. With me, with with a <laughs> V, and yep. um, your number can be ah, uh, yours, yours is like you so you can be O twenty. O twenty. O twenty four. Actually, you can be A two four because you like movies. Mm. You can be do share your resources with me A two four. That's huge. That's a great name. I would have probably just gone with. Catan Virgin 666. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was trying to think of all the good yeah. numbers and I forgot about 666. <sighs> there we are. Okay. Maybe oh, maybe well, you can just be douche and then 8008135. Oh, hey! <laughs> now, like JD, that. what have you been playing? So, Zamet and Cass and the audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, the Nintendo Switch comes under fire... Because previous Nintendo uh, home consoles have featured a feature called the Virtual Console, which uh, for anyone who never owned a Wii or potentially isn't like a pure Nintendo gamer may not know what a Virtual Console is. But basically, it was a storefront built into the Wii, the Wii U, 
and the DS systems that let you purchase a collection or well, selection of like uh, NES games, uh, uh, Super NES games, Nintendo 64 games, Game Boy games, stuff like that. Classics from the past. Now, the Switch, which obviously seems the most suited to this, doesn't have this feature, much to the dismay and the despair Mm. of all gamers globally. Yeah, I share that. But what they do have, yeah, 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 Uh, what they do have is rather than the option to potentially buy Donkey Kong 64 and realize that it has aged poorly, much like Mm. a banana in the sun or (laughs) a really old leathery ape, um, they offer the NES uh, Switch Online store, Switch Online. And Super NES Online. I call them NES and SNES. I don't know why I started saying it differently. That just confused myself then. But the Super Nintendo and the Nintendo Entertainment System. So the first two home consoles Nintendo had, there is like a selection of those games that you get uh, for free on top of your Nintendo Switch Online subscription. Now, the Super Nintendo in particular is famous for its vast library of classic games. You've got your Super Mario Worlds. You've got Mario Kart first appeared on the Super Nintendo. You've got Super Mario All-Stars, uh, A Link to the Past, Super Metroid. Lots of classics. Uh, Donkey Kong Country 1, 2, and 3. Uh, mm-hmm. Everyone's favorite ape finally got their own good game. Yeah. Um, and good. It was, it's exciting. Exciting time. But what Nintendo have done is uh, they used to add new games monthly. They stopped doing that and now occasionally just dropped... Uh, two or three games onto the store and often they have names like magical drop two <laughs> bomboozle spanky's quest prehistoric uh, uh, man they sound uh. like video games you'd see in a film yeah. yeah uh so a lot of uh the one thing that nintendo's coming to defy here is ignoring the classics so, like, a Final Fantasy, which also has a huge selection of games on the Super Nintendo. And opting for these cheaper games. And a lot of people are like, these games suck. But they, I know that they've never played them. So <laughs> I decided to be brave enough to go in and just pick three games at random that had stupid names that I'd never heard of before. And give them a go. Give them a burl. See how they hold up. Maybe yeah, they're nah. good. So which, which game to choose? Okay, so I, first off, straight mm. off the bat... Mm-hmm. I opened a game that has a really hectic front cover <clears throat> called The Ignition Factor. Yes. That sounds like a racing game. Yeah, that sounds uh, good. It's mm. not a racing game. The front cover, just so you know what I saw, is oh. it just says The Ignition Factor. The is leaning one way. The Ignition uh, ignition is leaning the other way. And then Factor is leaning a third way. A third way. And How this is not a racing game. Uh, so The is leaning <laughs> on the... Uh, is tilted towards the E. Ignition mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is kind of like on an angle where the I seems closer to the uh, the reader than the uh, N towards the end. Okay. And then uh, factor, the F is furthest away from us, the audience, and the R is really close to us. So the is on a 2D plane, <laughs> and then ignition and factor are not. Uh, okay. So that is written in black text mm-hmm. over a fire. Uh, uh, like a, fo- a photo of a fire oh, and then it's okay. a firefighter standing next to it uh who is only lit by the flames holding an axe okay oh, the number one firefighting tool yeah uh which is funny because it looks like he's trying to extinguish like he's just holding the axe he's not swinging yeah. it but yeah I'm, he's not I'm holding looking... anything else so i'm assuming he's trying to put out the fire with the axe 
Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at a a Google image of of maybe the original uh, artwork of, say, the Ignition Factor, and and Mm -hmm. it looks sick. That looks like a game that looks like it'd be a lot of fun uh, to fight fire with an axe. So, uh, immediately, um, it has the problem that a lot of Super Nintendo games, Mm -hmm. and games like older games have, which is... They were never meant to be digitally distributed, so if you're owning the game, they're expecting that you already have the instruction booklet and that you've read it. <coughs> oh, yeah. Because ah, yeah. when I when I opened the game, it was just two icons. Uh, one was like a factory and one was like a, um, kind of like a hotel or like at a block of apartments. And I, I would choose the, f- the blocks. Well, I went for the factory just because it was yeah. on the left. And that, okay. like, my brain registered that this was probably levels. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And levels, the one on the left is usually the first one. That makes sense. No, that checks out. And then it immediately launched into kind of like a tutorial uh, where I had to pick items, but it didn't really tell- It told me what the items do, but it didn't really Mm. tell me what I was picking or where I was putting them because it had a bar across the top with some items in it, a bar across the middle with some items in it, and then a bar down the bottom with no items in it. Now, I thought I had to drag them to the bottom, but that was mm. incorrect. I'm not mm. actually sure what I was meant to do. <laughs> um, I think both bars came with me. Um, but there was a firefighter telling me what to do. Anyway, the game is, when I actually got into it, you've got to use your, you go into a factory that's on fire. You've been called out. You're playing mm-hmm. as a firefighter. You've got to rescue five people. You've got eight minutes before the factory collapses. Mm. Uh, so I had an axe and a fire extinguisher. Um. So when you get into the game, it's kind of like a, a faux 3D looking game where it's sprites on like a kind of tilt. So it looks like you've got a 3D perspective. 16, classic 16-bit looking game. Okay. Um, you extinguish the fires. You got to try and find factory workers. Uh, I had no real idea what I was doing. Uh, I rescued three, maybe four factory workers. Uh, the eight minutes were up and then I died as the building collapsed. Hmm. Hmm. Um, it was a pretty slow-paced game, but it did feel like that. It felt like the type of game that has been made with care, and that mm-hmm. I'm sure if I knew what I was doing, it would have been a fun game. But I did not attempt it a mm. second time. Eight minutes was enough. Okay. Um, I was like, oh, I get the feel of this. I don't think I'll be any better at it if I play it again. I'd probably need to read about it. That's enough for me. Mm. Closed it. Okay, because I found this little uh, uh, image, and it, it, it perhaps maybe I think this might be a, uh, one of the, the great images of gaming history. Okay. Oh my um, god! Have a look that uh, I've, I've sent to both of you, uh, and as you can see, it's uh, I guess the level of the factory. A lot of things are on fire, and then there it looks like uh, it's like a text message uh, yep. or, or down the bottom of a, of a cop saying, "Urgent message, <laughs> you're on fire." And uh, if that little man or, uh, is you in the middle, if that's you on fire, that's that's a fairly urgent message. There is not a spot on the little uh, character that is not engulfed in flame. <laughs> so, uh, yes, that is you on fire there in the middle. And anytime mm-hmm. you touch fire, that animation plays where you roll around on the ground and then pat yourself out. Uh, you have health, which if you're looking at this screenshot is bang in the middle of the screen. However, in this where it says urgent message, you're on fire again. If you look to the top, how there's a heart that has zero, zero, zero next to it, oh, yeah. that's your health. Oh, the 19% is how much the building is on fire, which by my calculation does nothing because after eight minutes, it doesn't matter. The building falls down regardless. <laughs> uh, the building collapsed for me when it was on, I think, 21% or something. 
Mm. Um, mm. So there's yeah. no so obvious can... point to the percentage of fi- on fire. I'm assuming it just means that it's harder to get places. Uh, because mm-hmm. at one point it said, uh, too much fire, red area closed. And I was like, I don't know what that means, but presumably the building was on too much fire. Okay. Mm. So yeah, but like as you can tell by looking at the game, the art is really cool. Mm. Um, the fact that like you're playing as a firefighter, that's not really something that video games have tried very often. There's a bunch of different items. I don't know what they do, but hey, that's cool. Anyway, I closed this, didn't play it again. The next game on my list, uh, which is just below uh, the ignition factor on the the Super Nintendo online store thing. I keep saying store, but it's not a store because you don't buy them. Anyway, this one speaks for itself because the front cover just says, Hey, punk, are you tough enough? Master the moves to master me. And um, I know that that's reverse for you when I'm holding it over Zoom, but that is what it looks like. It's just huh. an icon screaming at me. Oh. And I was like, I gotta play this game. And oh, yeah. I assumed, so it's tough enough, like T-U-F-F space E space N-U-F-F. Uh, the plot of this is that there's a there was a th- third world war and only the strongest people survived and then tyrants took over certain countries that were really good at fighting. Uh, and now with America, there's four great cities left, and each of them has a champion, and that champion's going to take down the king of fighting. You get to pick which champion you play as, and at this point, uh-huh. I assumed it would be like a Streets of Rage <clears throat> brawler kind of game. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's uh, it's like Street Fighter. Uh, so yeah, imagine Street Fighter or any fighting game, but there's only four characters. <laughs> oh, that, that'd get quick, uh, tiresome, very mm. quick. Did you, so yeah. did Luckily, you master him? Well, uh, luckily for the game length, um, the fighting is so clunky and awful that I didn't even beat the first fight the first time. <laughs> um, there's four playable characters, uh, three men and a lady, uh, obviously token lady in these games. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When you verse someone that has name, age, uh, weapon, and as far as I can tell, ladies, lady has daggers, uh, one of the fighter's weapon is bare fists, and another fighter's weapon is great strength, and also doesn't have a weapon. So, out of the four people, I've played with three of them, and only one has a weapon, yet weapon is, weapon is a category. Another interesting thing huh. with this is that in fighting games, and I know that uh, early games are still finding their footing because Street Fighter is really the one that came along and changed everything. Mm. Um, you know, like when you're playing a fighting game, any fighting game, whether it be Smash Bros, Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, when you hit someone, like there's like a chance of like a combo or something, like mm. you can hit them a second time. Uh, this game is designed so that when you hit people, they kind of fly away and are invincible briefly. So it's a game where you get one hit, and then you take a breath, like you take some damage, you get back up, and then you try and hit them first, I guess. Huh. Uh, the controls are dog shit. It plays like dog shit. <laughs> it looks like dog shit. Mm. Okay, okay, okay. And then finally, so after being very disheartened, because I was just so excited that that was going to be my new favorite game, and then it sucked and was awful, I then simply just scrolled up one square to a game called Psycho Dream. <laughs> Um, again, 
you can't be calling games things like Psycho Dream and ex- put them in front of me and expect me not to play them. Mm-hmm. And it pretty much just plays like a Ninja Gaiden clone, kind of like a mix between Ninja Gaiden and like a Mega Man. It's a platformer. You're from left to right. You've got health and a sword. I got an upgrade that gave me a laser gun instead. And I immediately realized uh, yes. that- <laughs> the, the true weapon of the ninja. <laughs> Yeah, um, I think I'm actually, he, to be honest, it looks less like a ninja, more like a samurai. Like, I've got, like, a helmet and, like, a... Okay. So, yeah, a laser gun, the true weapon of a mm. samurai. Yeah, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Um, unfortunately, though, and the moment I picked up a weapon upgrade, I realized that this was going to be one of those games where they've been like, ah, laser gun, that's cool. But I can't aim it. It shoots at, like, eye height or if I'm crouching at, like, knee height. And the first enemies in the game are, like... Along, like hit you in the legs uh, so I couldn't shoot them so once I got a weapon upgrade I couldn't do anything really mm. Um, mm. that's and what you super- want yeah. yeah and I know like that's- there's a lot of games where they uh, cook it and do stuff like that where power ups are actually worse yeah. yeah it doesn't sound like an upgrade the up no, is very confusing um, yeah mm. um, so that also was bad uh, there's two playable characters in that game. I only played as one because once I realized that uh, it was going to be one of those games where things were bad, I stopped playing and then realized that maybe I should just simply play a good game. Mm. Mm. So, uh, thumb ratings for these yes. three games I played. Uh, the Ignition Factor, I'm going to go... Oh, let's go two thumbs and a knock. Maybe three okay. thumbs because I can feel like it is a, like it is doing what it is trying to do. It felt like it was like a unique-ish experience. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. look, if I put more time into it, or I've had more patience with it, maybe it could have been a hidden gem, which is what I went looking for. It you did make it seem fun. I I did yeah. like it when you got on fire. That those yeah. screen grabs. I want to play it now. I'll be honest. Yeah, it's just like one of those games where there's like a little bit too much going on. Where because I haven't read the instruction book, or I just wasn't ready for it and didn't know what's going on. But maybe if I went back to it and read the instructions, which I believe are included, <laughs> I might understand. Okay. Okay, uh, okay, okay. Tough enough, zero thumbs. Awful. Okay. One of the worst Bad games game. I've ever played. And then Psycho Dream, two thumbs, because I didn't give it enough of a chance to find out that uh, maybe there was another upgrade around the corner that would have fixed all these problems. I didn't play as the other character. Uh, mm. The art style was unique-ish, and um, it's called Psycho Dream, which is funny. Mm. Yeah, that mm. is good. Yeah. So, um mm. Yeah, it turns out all the complaints from Nintendo just dropping dog shit onto the uh, online store. Yeah, legit criticism, probably. <laughs> so, uh, Nint- Nintendo, if you're listening, maybe just put out more Donkey Kongs or something, hey? Yeah, let us play a Paper Mario or whatever's. Oh, yeah. Look, Mario's mm. are so good. Mario's are so good. And speaking of good, it's now a quick time for uh, our advertisements. Do you have anything to uh, tell them, Cass? Any particular words you want to... Yeah, did, is there any words you want to just let the advertisers know before they give us a perfect ad read? Piss shit. Yeah. Uh, they'll allow those ones. Oh, really? I was yeah. wondering why you were allowed to say dog shit. You kept saying everything was dog shit. I'm like, why have you stopped me from swearing? You'll notice no that only... and Jeffins. Yeah. Effins and Jeff. What's Jeffin? Well, uh, maybe Effins and Seffins. All right. All right. I'll reel them in. (laughs) (laughs) 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile unlimited premium wireless. Ready to get 30 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20 20, 20 ready to get 20 20, ready to get 15 15, 15 15, just 15 bucks a month. So, give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner 3 days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Thank you sponsors. And now it has come to, uh, actually Cass, this might be your first time doing this. Have you been on thumb cramps since we had an inbox? I, yeah, no, yeah, I have. Cause I can remember the feeling of being like, oh, I guess I'm just here. No one's writing to me. I want to speak anyway, though. Um, well, the first email comes from Gus. Hey Gus. And Gus actually has asked a question that I think you will be able to answer better than me. Ooh. Mm. So, uh, subject, and look, I'll read this out even though it's hurtful. Uh, subject, do should read this. And then the first line of the email is, gotcha, idiot. This is for everyone. Ah. Oh, <laughs> no, that's good. I mean, I am part of everyone. That uh, is so, true. Gus, apart from the your liberal use of idiot, <laughs> which I obviously disdain, uh, not that offensive. Anyway, Gus says, I usually play games that get me pretty amped. But I have been wanting to find a game that will help me chill out before bed. I don't think that farm sims like Stardew Valley are for me, but I'm thinking of trying out Spiritfarer. I want to know, what are your favorite mm-hmm. games to wind down with? Now, I'm like Gus, where video games for me, they don't, I don't want them to put me to sleep. I want them to, like, sh- physically reach, the sc- reach out of the screen and shake me awake. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I want them to chemically enhance my brain. Yeah, no, I get that. I get that. Um, look, give Spirit Fair a go. It is a, it's a, it's a gentle game. It is a very mm. nice, sweet, gentle game. It's made me remember that I hadn't finished it, and then maybe I should go back because it is a very good, gentle game. Um, yeah, like I think that's like like again, like I like the farming games. Um, but yeah, no, Spirit Fair, give it a go. Mm. I don't think I've ever wound down with a video game actually. Now that this question's been asked, 
Sometimes I use video games to turn my brain off, and for that I would recommend Blokudoku or a regular Sudoku or a Solitaire, just something to get 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 everything active without activating anything. But sometimes you replace thoughts with uh, stress, and it's it's the stress <laughs> you pick. You know, it's a good one. You're like, man, I got to, I really got to get these turnips sold before the end of the season. Um, yeah. And sometimes it could be nice to pick that stress, but I don't think I've ever relaxed with a video game. <laughs> no, that's fair. I'll play them in, um, in my mind. I'm like, well, I'm playing them in bed and I intend to fall asleep because of this, but I don't know if that counts. Uh, yeah, mm. I would recommend Stardew Valley for that, but no. So, um, yeah. Blokudoku <laughs> yeah, or Sudoku. Blokudoku is great because no numbers. <laughs> uh, also, uh, uh, mini motorways or um, mini railways, I think it was called. Um, but they're like a very fun, easy game that like ramps up to be very stressful very quickly. But there are modes where you can just take away the stress. Yeah. Mm. Oh, actually, there's a video, there's a phone game um, that was advertised <laughs> to me by my good friend Mark, and he was spot mm-hmm. on with this one. It is one where you build <laughs> miniature 3D models and you get to rotate the little thing and pull out little model pieces and slide them into mm-hmm. place. And because it's mm-hmm. just a puzzle, it's nice. Um, the graphics are really pretty. They make you, you know, you'll make a little sushi restaurant or a little cathedral or whatever. It's nice, and it also it fulfills the need to do a puzzle without having the mess of doing a puzzle. Or like I, I like constructing little models, but then at the end I have one. I don't want it. It's um, I don't want that in my house. But I don't want to put it in the bin. <laughs> That's wasteful. So this yeah. is great for that. It says a lot about our internet usage, cast that the only phone games that ever get advertised to me... Well, obviously, you have quite the gamut of them. Yep. Um, all relaxing and kind and gentle. Mm-hmm. When mine uh, threaten to make me come within six seconds, mm-hmm. and I'm not allowed to tell my wife or my girlfriend... That's mm-hmm. a lot of rules. Um, yeah, it's like, don't believe us, play this game, you'll be blowing rope everywhere. And I'm like, hell yeah, I'm probably not going to click on that. But it's nice that that option is there. Thank you, Mark Zuckerberg, for your phone game <laughs> suggestions. What an advertising strategy, really. <laughs> Play this game to blow rope everywhere. That's going to be a lot of cleanup, but man, that's got to be good. You will come so quickly that you might die. Do not tell your wife or your girlfriend. Okay. Oh, yeah, what? sure. All right. I this sounds dangerous. I'm so <laughs> curious. Like, what's going to make me shoot that rope? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll never know. Never know. Uh, speaking of shooting rope, this next email comes from Beth. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hello, Cramperinos. Thought I'd email something that doesn't relate to Mass Effect. My husband and I are producing a clone of ourselves this January. That's where it tied in. Oh, it wasn't was really just concerned. a throwaway. Yeah. yeah. I read this one in advance. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, yeah. What a segue. Beth, let me know if you loved that. Uh, I've been thinking about how I want to introduce them to video games so they can be a big old nerd like their parents. With that in mind, if you were trying to make a child love video games, what game would you introduce them to? Please continue making every week a little more special for us. Aww. Beth of Canada. best. I remember mm. how I got introduced to video games as a little, a wee baby version of myself. So I'll tell that story while you have a think. Okay. Uh, so when I was a child, um, I think I was four, four or five, um, my parents picked up an NES uh, at a garage sale uh, to introduce me into video games. Uh, my dad wasn't really a gamer, but I th- think that he was right on the cusp of the age where when he was in his like mid-twenties, like his younger brother and stuff had started getting into them. 
so, uh, yeah, they brought home like uh, NES, which included Mario and Punch Out. I think Punch Out was way too hard for me, but uh, clearly impacted the aggressive nature of my later years. That makes uh, sense. Where it's Mario, sense okay. like the original yeah, version yeah. of Super Mario Brothers, whilst I mean difficult for someone's first ever video game, but most video games will be. Uh, the 2D plane obviously was pretty easy for me to wrap my head around. It's not very complicated, and the game does a very good job of uh, just kind of explaining how to play it without, you know, mm. coming up with heaps of words that my stupid little soft baby brain couldn't read yet. That makes sense. Yeah, I, I think if I uh, yeah introducing a kid to to video games, it would be mostly Mario stuff. I feel like anything by Nintendo uh, with the Nintendo mascots. You've got, of course, you know Mario, Mario, Luigi, Mario, Donkey Kong, Mario, and Peach Mario. Yeah, and I, I think those ones um, especially would be very good um, yep. for your for your little little, little uh, baby boy or girl. Uh, hopefully, yep. you've uh, incorporated the name Mario somewhere in. Mm. Their name? Well, Beth doesn't reveal their name. So, like, okay. it just says Beth of Canada. So, maybe Beth of Canada is actually Beth Mario of Canada. Yeah. Maybe we can be. only assume. Yeah. Or Mario yeah. Beth. We don't know. We don't. <laughs> so, yeah, I think anything with uh, those particular characters, uh, I think Nintendo do very, very well, especially catering for the younger gamer as well as the adult gamer. Hmm. Yeah. I really loved Pokemon when I was growing up. Um, mm-hmm. That was, I think, my first <clears throat> big video game. Uh, really fun. I think it sort of encourages imagination as well because as you're a kid, you're like, oh, what would life be like if I had a Pokemon? And um, yeah. it sort of forces forces you to think and use your little creative kid brain to come up with scenarios outside of the video game, which I think is really, really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can get like Soul Silver where you've got the little Poker Walker, then it means that you, you your kid will be walking around outside heaps, which is really nice, um, depending on how old they are. When I was younger, I used to try and convince my mum that um, – because mum was like, read, you can read in bed. And I'm like, I want to play video games. And she's like, no. And I'm like, mum, you have to read to be able to play Pokemon. I am reading. That's so you point. do read That's if you play Pokemon. Yeah. Um, and the messaging is always quite nice. Like it's – you know, it's all about friendship, especially with the later games. Um, I think it always has been about friendship. Uh, but the I did I had Game Boy Advance, like a Game & Watch, that Game mm-hmm. & Watch game. So you've got heaps of little mini games, which is quite good. Um, I played them with my brother heaps. Um, mm. Happy birthday, Hayden. Yeah. And that's really he good. He did grow up wrong, though. So that mm. is... You do need to consider that. Is concerning. That. Uh, yeah. No, but those are always really fun because they're things like... Uh, there was like a Mario version of Reversi and some of them were more puzzle-based. So yeah. you would end up having to, you know, think laterally or and develop strategy while not having heaps of, you know, hand-eye coordination things that you really had to master. So yeah. those really are really, really good ones if you can find ones that are more puzzle-based. Oh, Tetris? Ah, oh, yeah, give yes. him Tetris brain early. Give him Candy Crush mm. brain. Allow them access <laughs> to your credit Bum card. Bill. Let Bum them Bill. do the microtransactions. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, I think uh, I think one thing, and I'm not a parent. In fact, I may be the furthest from a parent that is actually possible mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. for a human being to be. Mm. But I think that like one thing to consider is kids, famously stupid, and also mm. are not paying attention to what's out. So- when your child is young, 
give them an old game like the original Mario yeah. that is like a little tough, mm. but simple controls. Because you put mm. a kid in front of a Halo 5, that's too many buttons. It's going to blow their little minds. Yeah, they, they'll get a nosebleed and pass a little, out. You're going to give a little baby a heart attack, and you don't want that. <laughs> Grab an old Game Boy Advance or like even a DS. The DS has got a backlight. Although if you don't have a backlight, they won't play it in the dark. Um, mm. oh, I'm just remembering mm. long car rides where you'd be trying to play your Pokemons as as the night was getting dark the sun outside. Goes down, yeah, you're trying, you have to just mm. wait till the car lights up for a half a second to. That's, yeah, that's and nice. you consider turning on the inside light of the car, but then your mom or your dad tells you it's illegal yeah. and the police will arrest you, they do even tell though it's not that. actually illegal. Why do they tell you that? Yeah, why do they tell us that? Because I don't turn it on because I also don't want to be like in trouble from the police. I think it just makes it harder to see when you're driving at night. Does it? Because the reflection of the it. light. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I feel like that the reflection of the light from that would reflect off the windshield. No. Uh, we'll, have to, we'll have to give it a crack. It wouldn't blind you, but it would just mean like mm. you're the. It would affect the distance you can see. Probably okay. this is just a hypo- hypothesis, yeah, but it makes sense. Surely, there's a reason all our parents lied to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah all they're grab- criminals. Yeah, gra- arrest all no. of our parents. Beth, yeah. be better yeah, yeah, than yeah. this. <laughs> yeah, rise above <laughs> the shackles of our parents' pasts. Mm. Be the change you want to see. Uh, speaking of the change you want to see, everyone, for the last goddamn time. Do not send more Mass Effect stuff. I will not read it. We've got close to 15 emails, all variations of, I slept (laughs) with this person in Mass Effect. How does that make Zamet feel? If you had to bang one, marry one, and kill one, who would it be? Shut up. Shut up and leave me alone. I'm the only one in thumb cramps that can see these emails, and I will not pass them on. Don't waste your time. There is like 15 emails about it. Um, so I just wanted to let that, like, let everyone know, no matter how many times you email us about this, I will not read, there was a window, but they're all just variations of the same thing. Leave me alone. Tweet Zamet about them if you really care. Yeah. Oh my God. I thought this email was about something else, but no, it's also about Mass Effect. <laughs> you got God. That rules. Actually, no, here's one. And this is from Dan. Bonjour, thumb cramps. Bonjour. <laughs> I was very tempted to buy the new Alien game that just came out, but I looked and I have a huge gaming backlog that is far too long already. So I ask, how long is your gaming backlog, and what games are you waiting? Uh, and what games are there that you are waiting to play? Cheers, Daniel. Dan, Daniel, whatever you'd like to pre- what you would prefer. I went with Dan. I feel like we're on that level of uh, conversation, Feels but you did right. sign it off with Daniel, so maybe I took a step too far. My gaming backlog is disgusting to the point where I have uh, some... Yeah, I think I've got some Nintendo 64 games that I never actually played. That console uh, stopped being developed in the early 2000s. Hmm. Uh, I definitely have some GameCube games I've never touched. uh, Ones that I was very excited for. And I was like, ah, I got to finish this before I get to it. And then never did. Mm. Uh, Mm. Recently, I have purchased No More Heroes 3 for the Nintendo Switch. Uh, that came out a couple of days ago. I haven't put it in my Switch yet. Um, I'm very excited to play it. I have some PS5 games I've never touched. I need to make it very clear that I have paid actual money for these games and we're currently in a lockdown pandemic where I can't work. Yet for some mm. reason I keep throwing mm. money away and then not mm. playing the game. So, mm. uh, Dan, buy that game and play it or don't. Who cares? Yeah. 
Yeah, no, go nuts. Have a huge uh, pile of games where you're like, hmm, that's too many, and then do nothing about it. It's good. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, I love going on the Steam, like, my, my Steam account and being like, cert, sort by playtime, and what is zero? Oh, a lot of them. Oh, that's good, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think I've got three or four rows on my Switch uh, Switch console where, yeah, never been played. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. same, same, same. Um, whoops, whoopsie-daisies. Yeah. So, Dan, I hope you're enjoying that Alien game, and if you didn't buy it, stop listening, go buy it, play it or don't, who cares? Mm. And if you want to email the show, you can email us at thumbcramspod at gmail.com. I usually say that before I start reading the emails, but I got distracted before. Or you can tweet us at thumbcramspod. Uh, today's episode has been, well, zero thumbs from Zamet, three yep. thumbs from Cass, yep. and mine ranged wildly from no thumbs to three thumbs, so I'll just go one thumb and a knock. Uh, bring today's episode total to four thumbs and a knock, which is a disgustingly low score. That's very low. Um, and if yeah, so but gross. look, there's got to be some bad ones every now and then. And on that note, I've been Joel. I've been Joel. I've been Cass. And Cass, where can we find you? Um, right here in my room. Hell yeah! <laughs> for the whole future. Um, no, I'm on Dandy is for nerds. I'm on Why Am I Sad. I'm on Shut Up a Second. <laughs> Oh, these all sound like the great podcast part of the uh, Melbourne, no, the Australian, no, the Global Podcast <laughs> Network, Sans Fans Radio. It does. And do you know why you think that? Why? It is because they are. So I am part of Global <laughs> Comedy Podcast Network, Sans Fans Radio, and I am across three shows on there. Maybe more. That's huge. Like times like now. Yep. I recommend that every listener of this show go out and subscribe to every podcast on the Sands Pants Radio Network, listen to every episode, yeah. and then write oh, me an email ranking the shows. And uh, until next time, holster those thumbs. Yeah. Sometimes games aren't worth it. Wise words. <laughs>